life. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the movie uh, Black Phone, which is the latest horror film. This movie came out in theaters, I want to say, earlier this year, like around like May. Somewhere around May, could be wrong, maybe April. Uh, but I know it came out earlier this year, and... Uh, uh, it dropped on Peacock over the weekend, and I finally got a chance to see it. I was eagerly anticipating to go see this movie. Uh, it was it's directed by Scott Erics uh, Scott Derrickson, who did the um, I want to say he did one of the Sinister movies, uh, and then he also did uh, the first Doctor Strange film. And I was looking forward to this because this movie also stars Ethan Hawke, and um, this is basically a psychological thriller about a uh, uh, a guy who dresses up like a magician. Uh, in the this takes place sometime in the nineteen seventies, uh, Denver, Colorado area, and uh, things like that. Uh, obviously, Ethan Hawke plays our antagonist and he kidnaps uh a young boy and holds him hostage for a number of days and it's during this time frame that we are introduced to a young boy who is needs who learns to stick up for himself all the while his young sister starts to develop a power of hers which includes i don't want to call it fortune telling but she kind of sees the outcome of certain things and things like that uh, but this movie, man, this movie really, really is, this movie kind of gives you the creeps from, uh, from start to finish. I think, I think the main performance, the main, uh, takeaway from this film is the performance from, uh, Ethan Hawke himself. He plays the killer. Uh, well, the grabber is what they call him. Uh, you know, and his performance, the, the, the look and feel of of his portrayal of this killer is all kinds of creepy the look he has especially when he wears the mask and then even when he's out of the mask you rarely see something beneath the surface like when he initially makes those grabs as they call them uh he uh it is terrifying especially you know i always believe that movies that take place in the 70s are always creepy by default so uh it uh, it really goes to show you how things were, um, back then. I'm not saying they're better now, but all I'm saying is that movies that movies that are shot now that take place in the 70s, like the Conjuring films, how the setting, the time setting in those films really kind of give it their own type of the the feel of dread, so to speak. Ethan Hawke's look when he wears the mask, which is the creepy mask he has on the poster it's saying something it's terrifying and then as the story progresses you see variations of the mask which kind of express different emotions you know the gleeful you know represents insanity and things like that the the no mouth is kind of silent it was weird you know they had different variations of his mask that developed throughout the story and they emote different emotions from the character himself the character of uh, 
I think his name is Vinny, who's the young boy who's been kidnapped, is really kind of played up as this, this sweet, innocent kid, you know, growing up in the 70s, you know, just kind of doing his own thing. He, him and his younger sister kind of have a, a, a great relationship with one another. They're very close, but their relationship is uh, strengthened uh, based on the fact of their alcoholic father who uh, who is dealing with uh, the... I don't think they don't mention it in the movie what happens to their mom, but the mother is no longer in the picture and things like that. But they set they set up the movie sets up what looks to be like a character study, but in where it differs is you thinking it's going to be a character study of you know of our of our antagonist, the killer, because that's what they usually do and things like that and like. A movie like Don't Breathe, you would think that you would kind of you kind of got a character study of the of the people who are trying to rob the house, but in reality, you're getting a character study of the man, the blind man who is actually a cold and calculated killer, despite him being blind. You don't really get a backstory from Ethan Hawke's character. It just you know, it, it they never really go, they never really delve into what makes him tick they don't go into the mind of the killer however what they do do is they go into the mind of the young boy who's been kidnapped he's been bullied throughout the beginning of the movie uh he's given you know a little bit of you know lessons throughout the movie and where he learns on his own how to kind of stick up for himself and kind of be you know not really grow up fast but you know really kind of take care of himself and fend off the bullies and things like that and um He's kind of given that this movie had a real it had the it factor you know the kids riding the bikes and things like that the sweet innocence of the clown the girl riding her bike in the rain with a yellow trench coat i mean it had a lot of callbacks to great horror films you know it had a lot of like the uh in uh the the sinister films which also starred ethan hawk like i said earlier were kind of heavily on there as well more so part two than part one which I don't know why they did that. I kept thinking of Sinister 2 when I was watching some uh, certain moments in the movie, but Sinister 2 wasn't all that great of a film to begin with. Um, but overall, this was a this was a great kind of like cat and mouse game. You know, you got this 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 the grabber, you know, Ethan Hawke, you know, who's out here abducting young boys, torturing them, and then murdering them. But then he comes across this one guy, this one kid who. You know, the more the more he's kind of taken by this kid, the more the kid realizes that he needs to fight, figure figure a way out to get out of here. He becomes a little bit more reluctant as the story progresses. Like when his life is in danger, he kind of adapts to it a little bit. I won't give away too much because there are some uh, key moments in the film where he does kind of figure out ways to try to escape. But, you know, that kind of delves into it. And I don't want to give it away for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. But uh I think it's a really good movie. I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's been a while since a good horror film has come out, uh, you know, especially during the pandemic run. Uh, I think, I think you know, psychological horror films are ones that really kind of leave you on edge and you're kind of left there with, with mixed emotions throughout. I mean, it's not, it's not scary, like terrifying, like, you know, sinister or uh, insidious, but it's not you know, bad like we've seen in a bunch of horror movies that have come out in the last couple of years, you know, it's, 
it's well done and i think the look and feel like the relationship between the grabber and the abducted boy really is what it's it, it's a weird type of relationship you know what i mean like he's there to kind of prove a point but the boy doesn't really the boy is receiving it in a different point from a different point of view if that makes any sense it's like i'm trying to teach you a lesson but the lesson that the boy is learning in his head is more of a life lessons rather than you know a punishment i think ethan hawk's performance in the movie is terrifying in a lot of ways from the time we see him to the time we you know uh he takes off the mask when he's in the mask and he's talking it's terrifying that voice of his it reminded me of the character he portrayed in uh in uh in moon knight which I, another great show um but overall this was a pretty this is an intense film it starts off a little bit with that somber note with all these young boys getting abducted the second act kind of picks up you know the second third of the movie kind of picks up and where you're on the edge of your seat because you don't know what this guy's intentions are you're, it gives you the creeps and then the final act of the movie you're set it's the it's the uh it's the final showdown you got to put everything you've learned and everything you've been noticing throughout the movie to the test and realize that okay i have to get out of here otherwise i'm gonna die and it's it's a good movie i think i highly recommend this one if you have peacock definitely check it out um i know it's on youtube but i think youtube has it for i think youtube and prime video have it for sale like if you're gonna buy it or rent it you know you gotta pay a little couple of dollars here and there but if you have peacock i definitely check it out it's on there for free um so you don't have to worry about it i watched it and i thought it was interesting i thought it was uh I thought it was a pretty cool character study, and I thought it was a weird type of relationship between the the, the child abductor and the child he's a and the child who's been kidnapped. It was weird, uh, to kind of say the least, and things like that. But overall, it's a pretty good movie. It's a great psychological horror film, and I think movies like this kind of fly under the radar because they don't have those, you know, there there's not a lot of jump scares in it. And to be honest, I don't think there's any jump scares in this movie at all. But overall, it's a good character study. It's got a good it's got good characters it's got a great it's got a great villain performance and things like that and you know everything about the movie just it's an intense film from beginning to end you know they set you up and the setup is good the grab is actually pretty good when they grab you and things like that and the payoff at the end is also really good so it does its job being a great psychological horror film and it just also does a great job being a pretty good thriller in in general so like I said, guys, if you have the if you have the streaming service known as Peacock, definitely give it a chance. Uh, give it a uh, give it a uh, give it a watch if you ever get a chance to actually sit down and watch a movie. But anyways, guys, that's gonna go ahead and do it for today's episode. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. If you like the episode, be sure to like the like this episode and follow me on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify. Um, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Odyssey, Google Play, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets. Uh, the Madhouse 21, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you know, tell me what you guys thought of this movie. Um, as I said earlier, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come. I finally got a chance to see the movie uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, so be on the lookout for that. That episode's coming out. Um... I believe in my last one, I did do Day Shift, so that's interesting. 
that's a that's a pretty good one if you haven't seen that movie definitely check that out it's on netflix um i'm trying to catch up on a couple of other shows i'm re-watching the boys because uh you know i have nothing better to do so i will be kind of going over all three of the seasons as a whole uh to kind of go over that um i will be covering she hulk uh when it does come out uh there's still a couple of movies in theaters that i have not checked out yet so be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out on this podcast and of course as always guys be sure to embrace your inner madness